nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to episode 64 of the Liberland Show. I'm your host, Adam J. Carswell. Today, we are joined by Loris de Gaspari, world diplomat of Liberland. Loris, thank you so much for coming on the show. And do you have any opening remarks for our fellow Liberlandians? So thank you. Thank you so much to be part in this incredible project. I'm so glad here to be here live on the Liberland show. I have seen all, you know, the, the appointments before, and uh, I'm so glad to be here. Happy to have you here. And we, I know we've got a fun backstory as to how you and I first met. And um, you know what? Let's just go ahead and, and dive straight into it. Uh, another great thing about Loris is he's very active. He's very involved with all things Liberland. And what I mean by that is every Tuesday we have our international call. And him and I just got off that call. He's, he's always there, always showing up, supportive. Um, and he's, he's working on a few things behind the scenes for Liberland as well. But we first connected on LinkedIn and Loris, I can't even remember what happened except for you're like, I think you messaged me like, Hey, you're the Adam guy with Liberland, right? I'm like, yeah, you, you know, Liberland. Like, yeah. So um, I guess give a, give, help give me some, some uh, context here too. Cause I don't really know how exactly how we did first get connected, but it's been a great friendship ever since. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. I contacted you on, on LinkedIn because uh, a couple of years ago, I, I met Liberland on, on the web and it was, you know, a funny project. And first of all, I, I considered it like, you know, there are plenty of micro nations over there, out there, you know, that supposed to be independent and supposed to be real, but it's not that. So, um, in the first time, I thought of Liberland about that, you know, in this way. But after a couple of years, I've seen Vic Jedlik, our president, that is really, really involved in the project. He do not pose any time, you know. So uh, I, I've seen it so involved, so uh, encouraging in his project, you know. So I, I, I thought, well, probably it's something different. And I have gone in the deep uh, to see uh, about the project, and I've started it, and I've seen it's a really, really serious matter. And uh, it was really interesting for me because I am a libertarian, you know? so uh, I'm a libertarian. I'm 50 years old, but I am a libertarian since the school time. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it's quite a long time. And uh, well. Uh, I, I have joined the Liberal Party of Italy in, in my teens and uh, the libertarian movement here in Italy and the uh, liberty institutions, you know, a lot of uh, think tank that we have here in Italy. But um, I've never considered, uh, you know, um, to, to join a new country searching for a, a libertarian country. Because I was convinced that it was possible to, you know, win a majority in my country, in Italy, and to bring the libertarian thoughts in, in the state. But um, I was convinced uh, 
not so much because in the beginning of the 2020 with the lockdown, the COVID-19 lockdown uh, in Italy, it seemed that all the people, all the population in Italy was, uh, you know, statalist in, in some way. So they, everyone uh, was confident about the state, that is the state that have to resolve the problems, you know. And so my, my project to bring libertarian ideas in my country uh, was disappearing, you know. So um, I've read a sentence from Witt, uh, our president, to say it's easier to create a new country than to change a country that already exists. And so for this, uh, for this uh, convention, I, I decided to contact you and uh, to, to start a conversation about that and to, to be involved seriously in the project. Man, I love that story. And I, I had like seven different ideas run through my head as a follow-up question for you. First of all, I have to say, you know, thank you for your awareness and leadership. Um, I think that for you, I think, as you mentioned, you said you're 58? 50. Oh, 50. Okay. Yeah. Well, still, I mean, being able to uh, be a leader in your country in regards to the principles of libertarianism, it, it never really was popular. And I'm sure <laughs> from then till now, you feel as though, all right, there's more of the world is starting to see why we, uh, we love the principles of, of this ideology. And um, so I guess kind of walk me through what it was like growing up when you probably only knew that two political parties existed, like most of the world, the, the whole world's pretty much always given just two choices and no one even knows that you can actually think outside of that. So walk us through what it was like growing up to where you're at now. And then also, um, I really want to know more about what it was like for you in, in Italy during this past year, because I'm sure, as you mentioned, everyone was respecting and agreeing with what the state had to say, when in reality, maybe that that might not have been the best move for the people. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, you know, uh, in Italy, there is not a two-party system, but we have plenty of political parties, uh, about 2% each. <laughs> apart okay, wow. From, wow. from uh, five or six that have 10, 15%, you know. So um, in, in a government, uh, you can have maybe just, five seats in the parliament, but the, you know, the, the small amount that needs a government to govern. And so in that way, you can pass your ideas because you say, well, you have to approve this law. Otherwise, I keep out my, my five seats and you have no government at all. You know, so in this way, could be. We, we, we tried in the past, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago to do that, but it was nearly impossible, nearly impossible. You know, in a, in a, in a country where taxes are, in average, 72% of the income. Okay, so if you have... Is that the tax rate in Italy right now? Exactly. On, on, oh the, my on the enterprises, you know. So if you have, for example, a shop, you know that you gain 100 euros, but you pay 72 in taxes. So it's crazy. So, <laughs> you know, I, I consider the, the entrepreneurs here in Italy fool or heroes, you know, because 
it's not possible to work like that. Yeah, you know? there's no in between. You're either a, you exactly. said fool or hero, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, well, uh, in in the beginning of the 2020, the state decided to become a state of police, and we were unable to go outside our home for three, four months. It was impossible. You know, uh, my son-in-law uh, went outside for a uh, hundred meters and went fined for 500 euros, you know, okay. so, you know, it's crazy, crazy. But all the people, all the population was saying, oh, yeah, the state is good. The state had decided for our own health, you know. But, you know, this is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I don't know about that. <laughs> Incredible. And still now, uh, you know, the state decides everything. And they have taken in this four and a, one year and a half crazy decisions, but you know uh, nothing can can do anything to to stop that. Right, and that's I think hearing your story there is another reason why um, you know a lot of our leaders on the European side of things for Liberland are so well. You physically and geographically are much more close close to Liberland, which actually for everyone joining us, if you don't know what Liberland looks like from an aerial view, you can look right behind Loris. That's a nice shot of our country there. <laughs> but um, I think that, you know, I can't imagine, I, I mean, obviously the taxation system anywhere in the world is no one's, well, I shouldn't say no one's in favor of it, but uh, it, it's not something that is looked at in a good way by the people, even though we all mostly move along with it. Um, I can't imagine what it would be like if all of a sudden in North America, it shifted to 70% of what you make goes to someone besides yourself. That's insane. And uh, not only you, but millions are living that reality. And it shows why probably entrepreneurship isn't as popular or maybe frowned upon a little bit where, where you are. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it also shows we got it. This is why Lieberland needs to exist in yeah. Europe. We need, I mean, it's similar to what we saw, whatever, 200, 300 years ago with um, everyone tired of the oppression in Europe coming to America for a free life. Now the spirit and the location have changed, but it's all going to, uh, to Lieberland. That, that's, I always like to share that on the show. I'm sure you've got some comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when, when I started the, the project of Lieberland, uh, remembered me uh, a situation I was living uh, in my, my youth um, along the sea uh, in Liguria. It's a region of Italy, in the north part of Italy. And my town was in the middle between Genoa and the French border. And about 10 kilometers out of the French border, there's the Principality of Monaco. So Principality of Monaco, it's really small country. But bring a lot of wealth in all the region, all the region. You know, in a, in a circle of 100 kilometers, there are people that every day go in Monaco to work, to invest, and all the region is wealthy for the presence of the Principality of Monaco. So when, when, I, when I have seen the project of the free trade zone in Appetit and in Little Land, in a zone that both in Croatia and in Serbia is depressed, I thought, well, it is incredibly successful project because, you know, 
these people from Croatia and Serbia have all all the the motivation to live liberal and create a, a wealth there, you know. And so, uh, because I have seen that, if you go if you go in the principal Monarchy, you see every day. And so, um, like for example, Dubai, they have decided, to, you know, change completely the the Emirates that was just sand, you know, in camels, and now there are skyscrapers and a lot of money there, you know. Uh, so, uh, Hong Kong, Singapore, similar. And so uh, at Monaco, between, you know, Serbia and Croatia, it's great. And a lot of, um, I'm happy you mentioned that, because I think we probably don't talk about that enough on this show, but a lot of our citizens and supporters and diplomats like yourself, we all are confident that Liberland will be the next Monaco, for example. You can look at Singapore, you can look at um, Hong Kong, these city states, if you will, or, you know, these small geographic regions that produce um, lots of wealth for the surrounding area. And it has to do with the, the laws within, within those lines. Sometimes I wish there wasn't these lines in the sand, but now in this digital world we're living in, I mean, who, who really knows, but it, I'm happy that you mentioned that. And it reminds me, I mean, the city in France, it's called Nice, right? Is Nice close to Monaco? Exactly. And that's an, that's an example. I know Nice is known for its wealth and I know geographically it's close to Monaco, right? Wow. So, exactly. So. It's about uh, 15 kilometers from Monaco. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, <laughs> it's in the surrounding. <laughs> so, yeah. And a lot of wealth uh, of Nice, um, it depends on Monaco, you know, because a lot of people use the airport in Nice and they visit Nice because uh, also, a lot of people buy houses in Nice because a house in Monaco, it's really expensive, you know. Um, a small home of two uh, bedrooms, it's about three million euros. About three million and a half dollars, you know. So, right, uh, right, yeah. <laughs> and so, well, Nice enjoyed the wealth of Monaco and uh, I think that could be the same in, in the region of Liberland. Yeah, absolutely. That's this it's the vision we have and we're we're holding strong to it. So um, a few more things and we'll start winding it down. One, the Liberland anniversary is right around the corner. And that's another reason why I'm so happy that we were able to uh, do this interview live and, and get it out there so that way our our fellow Liberlandians have an interview to watch in preparation for the anniversary, which is on April 13th. Um, so Anyways, as far as the Liberland anniversary goes, I know we're going to be having probably some type of small celebration, also a virtual one. Do you think you'll be able to attend it physically this year? No, physically, sadly not, or the restrictions of COVID. But because it's, it's impossible to go outside a small region, not the country. Yeah, so wow. So even in, in Italy right now, you're still not able to go out outside of your region without... Exactly. Getting, wow. Yeah. You have to have a good reason for work or well or health. Uh, but you know, if they catch you outside your uh, the region that you belong to, uh, they find you. So. What do we call this the snitch society? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, hey, I mean, um, where I'm at right now here 
too in Canada isn't, um, well, I'll just say I'm looking forward to some of these restrictions, hopefully going away forever. We'll see. <laughs> Not to go too far down that rabbit hole. Um, the last piece is really, as a Liberlandian on your journey, what has been your favorite moment so far? Um, and then also, what are you looking forward to the most that we haven't already discussed on the interview? Well, um, I think that Project of Liberland is not known so much out there. So we have to, to bring the world outside to talk to the people. And um, I think that, for example, the, the free trade zone in Apatim in Serbia could be a good message, for example, for uh, all the entrepreneurs here in Europe, especially in Italy, but not only in Italy, that are looking for a place in Europe where to bring their own enterprise to pay less taxes, you know? So um, if we can pass the message to all these entrepreneurs that there is the possibility to bring their enterprise there and pay nearly no taxes, you know, the, the Apatine trade, free trade zone that belongs to Liberland now, it um, could be uh, growing so fast, you know? And in this way, a lot of people will start to speak about Liberland. And, yeah. you know, people want to their freedom, but also the economic freedom. And if they can um, realize their ideas, their inventions, uh, without paying so much taxes, they are all interested, you know. Okay. Yeah, wow, <clears throat> that's a good point. And especially now that I've heard about the current taxation system where you live, that would be a great place for many entrepreneurs, especially our European entrepreneurs, to um, start making connections and getting more information. So just to clarify, Loris is talking about the Liberland Free Trade Zone, which is now open and ready for business. If you're an entrepreneur and you want to learn how you can pay less taxes and pursue your entrepreneurial journeys um, in a European location, the Liberland Free Trade Zone is for you. So you can go ahead and um, try to think the best way to, to reach out. Um, I'll give a way for you to get in touch with us here at the show, everyone who's tuned in. But Loris, is there a way that you'd prefer for anyone to reach out to you? Well, no, uh, you can you can uh, write down uh, in notes of, of the... We'll the put in the, in the live chat, yeah. Yeah, I, I am on Facebook, on LinkedIn, where I met you, and on Twitter and all the social, you know, so you can find me with my name and surname. So it's quite easy to find me. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll pull your LinkedIn up here in a second and I'll put it in the, uh, in the live chat so you guys can go connect with Loris. Now, oh, now I can see why you're ready for the interview too. His, his header on LinkedIn is him speaking. So you're, you're a pretty comfortable public speaker, huh? <laughs> yes, I do for work also. So. There we go. I love it. Well, um, it's been great getting to know you a little bit here, Loris. I'm sure we're going to get to know each other even better as we continue on this Lieberland journey. Um, as I mentioned, guys, if you want to get in touch with us here at the Lieberland show, the best way, because we have a lot of ways to get in touch with us, you can you can send a message to the, the show's page. If that makes sense. Yeah. Send a message to the show's page or shoot an email over to info at liberland.org. If you want more information on the free trade zone too, which is what we were just talking about, either Loris and I can help point you in the right direction. So um, 
Loris, thank you so much for joining us today. Any closing remarks for our fellow Liberlandians? Oh, yes. I want to tell the all the Liberlandians that our project will success, surely. And, you know, so we, I'm so excited about that. And uh, yeah, we, we will do a good work. Yeah. Oh, and I almost forgot too. You are working on translating something to into Italian for Liberlandians. Yeah. Is that correct? Exactly. I have translated the first stage of the official brochure of, of Liberland that you can find on the website, liberland.org. For now, it's only in English, but I have translated it in Italian. Uh, just because I think that a lot of Italians are looking for uh, something different, you know, and there are plenty of libertarians and liberals here in Italy. And it's good to, to let them know Liberland and the project. Sure, sure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for doing this. There you go, guys. Um, man, I, I used to know a little bit of Italian, and of course, it's slipping my mind right now. I know, grazie. <laughs> thank you, Loris. <laughs> but uh, if you want to um, to read his brochure or trans translate it into Italian, the Liberland brochure, now you know also who to speak to and where to go. So, Loris, thank you one more time so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Adam. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Guys, this has been episode 64 of the Liberland Show. We were joined today by Loris de Gaspari, world diplomat of Liberland. I'm your host, Adam J. Carswell. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you in the next episode.